Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Black Techies. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, but I'm back as one of your hosts, Cashley. Uh, one half of the Black Techies, the Black Nerds, the Blurs. And joining me here today is Greg. What is my homeboy, my wrestling buddy. Uh, what's going on? Not much, just you know, living the dream. Um, like I was saying, I'm cooking for a potluck tomorrow, so I'm all yeah. over the place. Uh, I have two dishes that I have to make because someone requested one dish and I switched it at the last second. So I was supposed mm-hmm. to make the jambalaya because I had um, I had New Orleans on my mind, so I was like, you know what, I'll make the jambalaya. Mm-hmm. And then at the last yeah. minute, I was like, you know, what? I really don't want to. Um, let me just switch the chili. Chili, I can just throw in a crock pot and it's easy, right? And then right. I, I realized, like, you know what? The potluck today, because we had two days of potlucks. We had today and then we have tomorrow. So at the time, pe- you know, people are listening to this, it'll probably be Friday. So on Wednesday, uh, the week before Thanksgiving, we do like a Friendsgiving, like office potluck, and we do it on Thursday mm-hmm. as well. So Wednesday, people come to the office and they bring their food. Um, I personally don't eat everybody's food, I just put it on the plate. And yeah. act as if I'm going to, you know, eat it. And casually, you know, when people aren't looking, I walk to the trash can and throw away the stuff that I don't want to <laughs> eat, right? Which is the majority. Yeah. Of this year was different because there was a lot of casseroles. Um, I don't know uh, what, what's the deal with white people and casseroles. I think it's like an easier dish to make for them <laughs> mm-hmm. for potlucks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was like a broccoli and cheddar casserole. It's like, no, that's just rice and broccoli, like and cheese. Like you, you can get that from like Green Giant or something, like the boxed, like canned food or whatever, right? So we had mm-hmm. that. We had another casserole, which I couldn't tell you what the hell it was because I didn't know. Uh, there was quinoa, then it was another quinoa dish, and then there was a third quinoa mm-hmm. dish. I said, okay, all right, we, we can stop with the quinoa at this point. I, I don't ever want to see quinoa for you know, the rest of twenty twenty two. Then um, somebody made like taco. Basically, they just like made ground beef and chicken, which was you know wasn't bad. They stuck to the instructions on the box, right? I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, the 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 misses, which were a lot of them. There were about um, I say five. One was like a actually. Let me look at the menu because it was like grits and. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize, like, I know grits are kind of like, they can be a lunch or breakfast thing, but no. So, basically, here was today's potluck menu. Chicken enchilada casserole, mini niches, I think that's what the word is, chicken salad, mushroom stuffing, lochtes, cheddar broccoli rice casserole, cornbread, couscous, couscous salad, couscous and something else, um, sweet potato pie and ice cream, mixed berry pie. Oh, and coconut rice, because no Friendsgiving is, you know, complete without somebody making coconut rice. So there was that, right? Uh, tomorrow, which is my day, um, there's less food, which I'm, I'm scared of, right? So there's jala, mm-hmm. uh, jollof rice and potato salad, vegetarian mm-hmm. chili, Pakistani chicken and rice, butternut squash risotto. Uh, I told you mm-hmm. I'm making the jambalaya. They, the chili is going to be a surprise. And the coconut rice was supposed to be for tomorrow, but the girl made it for today because she didn't feel like, you know, making it two days. And she didn't want to wait until Thursday. She wanted to show off her rice mm-hmm. and then nobody ate it, right? So there's that. Um, for me, though, I 
am looking forward to it. I just have to cook. So if anybody is wondering what the sound is in the background, that is Greg actually cooking food. Yes, black men mm-hmm. not only are techies, but we cook as well. So mm-hmm. what, 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 what do we got for tonight, Cashley? Like, I, I, would, I think people are interested. I think yeah, so so basically the title of the show is IKYFL. Now, if you're a millennial or at the very least Gen Z, you know what that stands for. And basically we're just tired of the lies and the misinformation that's floating around about the tech life. Most most importantly, how to break into tech. Um it's become so incredibly glamorized and pretty much people are getting scammed like out of money and out of their tech dreams. But yeah, before we go into that, I do want to ask you about how your journey is going with breaking into tech. Uh, I know we discussed this on episode one, but how how was that going for you? Yes. So Unlike what we've seen the entire pandemic of people scamming each other to, you know, jump into tech, I went a completely different direction. I went with what my heart wanted me to do. I mm-hmm. I like to think that I'm really good at social media and I'm really yeah. good at, you know, people. So I wanted to be a part of the social media aspect of it. The tech field, mm-hmm. really like it, really enjoy it. But I'm kind of scorned by all of the, the scams that I've seen over the past like mm-hmm. eight to nine months. It's really starting mm-hmm. to give me like a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to people. So mm-hmm. I'm of the the mind of, you know what, if this is my start in tech, I'll take it. So I have applied. I'm on my now. I was supposed to have the fourth interview today, but the person had mm-hmm. to cancel because they had a uh, they had a client meeting, which I was like, OK, cool. Um, I know they're not bullshitting because I've already had three interviews already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping to get this job because the role that I want would be a social media manager, which is obviously something I already do when I manage my own. Now it just would be kind of me managing someone else's. Um, can't say the client, can't say the details because mm-hmm. I don't work there yet. But I I hope to get the job because I would like to start the job in January. I want to put in my two weeks notice, like the day after Christmas, and mm-hmm. then, you know, use my last little vacation days from there. And then... Yep. Tell them my last day would be like the first week of January. That way they still have to pay me my PTO. Um, right. I, I really don't want to start in 2022 because I want to have a clean slate in you know, 2023. Yeah. I don't want to have to deal with that. Also, the person that I would work under or work with the, the most, kind of like me, you know, new parent. Well, she has a like, family of two. So it's her and her two kids and her husband, right? Mm-hmm. So she has two kids. She's young and she will be starting December 1st. So I'm hoping the idea is she starts December 1st and they say, hey, can you start in a month? I'm talking about can you start in 2023? And I would say yes. Mm-hmm. But then I would put in my notice towards the end of the year and let them know that, hey, I got a call, you know, over the Christmas holiday about, uh, you know, my dream job and I'm going mm-hmm. to take it. And then, I mean, they can't really say anything because it's not like I'm jumping ship to another job that does the exact same thing. I'm literally following my passion. So. I'm hoping to mm-hmm. get it. I hope that I do get it. And more importantly, I hope that it's a, a decent job because this company, um, never really heard of them. They kind of, it's a, it's a creative agency, uh, with a lot of the tech yeah. layoffs and stuff. 
um, I was kind mm-hmm. of weary about that term. It's like creative agency. What the hell is that? Like that's weird. But yeah, but I, I can confirm that they are a you know an actual creative agency. They work with a big client, and I'm looking to see what you know is to come with that job. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so how have you been feeling about the interview process? Like, has it been frustrating to you or, or just kind of take it in stride? Well, here's the funniest thing about it. Like having the four interviews was, this is the first time I've ever had four interviews. I've had Mm -hmm. jobs, like the three jobs that I got were through like a connection of a connection or like uh, agents like this this recent job that I have it started as like a attempt to hire role which is like it's a guaranteed role but you got to start as attempt to hire and I got that role mm-hmm. through an agency that agency is now kind of defunct and I was like you know what my next job it can't be in law so I was like I'm going to see if I can do it myself um the interview right. thing I like to talk a lot and obviously with podcasts and stuff like that it gives you the ability to have conversations with other people a lot of them. So I was like, cool, like this works for me. Like I'm used to doing this anyway. Let's do it. Um, so the first person I had the interview with was the CEO of the company and the younger guy, like I think what like a lot of people do, especially in the tech industry, they do their most professional like photos ever. Like he was bald. He had no facial hair. Then I get on the interview and this man has like mm-hmm. a fucking full beard. He looked like one of the Wyatt family. And I was like, oh, oh wow. okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, this is different. <laughs> I'm, you know, I was intimidated because of the bald look. So there was that. Then the second interview, mm-hmm. I interviewed with the person that I'll get to that in a second that I kind of like found out the job from. And then mm-hmm. the third interview was obviously the woman that I would be, you know, working closely with her. And then the fourth person that I would be doing an interview with whenever we reschedule it is the chief mm-hmm. operating officer of the creative side. He works like okay. hand in hand over the, tw- uh, over the last 20 years with this big client that I would be kind of like facilitating their social media management. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I can do this. I, I think I can do this. Yeah. I hope I can do this, but let's do this. Right. So I'm really <laughs> like amped up for, it. but yeah. I just, you know, I, I wanted to get the hang of things early and, well, basically, I guess I can start from the beginning because you know all that information. This is how I ended up mm-hmm. finding this job. So how I found the job was because of everything that's happening in tech. I guess we'll get there, but everybody knows that there's a whole lot of layoffs and things that are going on. As a result mm-hmm. of these layoffs, everybody is telling all of the business in the tech world on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a mm-hmm. platform that I never used to my advantage because I always felt like it was like the the mom and dad of social media. Mm, like, you yeah. got to be your most mm-hmm. professional. You, you, you can't be yourself. You can't be authentic, right? You have to put on right. your inside voice on that platform. And mm-hmm. there was a, you know, a girl who got fired from Twitter or released from Twitter, but in my head, she got fired from Twitter because everybody got fired mm-hmm. from Twitter. Um, right. So she gets fired from Twitter. She talks about, hey, if there are any jobs or opportunities, and she tags, obviously, the people that she worked on the team with and stuff like that. This guy mm-hmm. said specifically that talking about, I can say his name. So Tom went and he put on his status like, hey, you know, we have a job for a social media manager. 
it's in it's in Washington D.C. We you know opened an office there. Blah 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 blah. blah. So I'm like, wait a minute. In my head, I don't know if you know it's the sober brain or what, but my gears started turning. I'm like, okay, new startup. You know, kind of like digital uh, creative agency. New mm-hmm. office, D.C. I live here. Greg, now's the time. So I started by commenting. So I commented under that status. It's like, you know what? This I think this is the perfect job for me. Blah 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 blah. blah. Then I thought about it, I was like, okay, if I do that, how many other people will see that comment and try to apply as well? I deleted the comment. I added him on LinkedIn, messaged him about the job, told him all the things, blah, 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 blah. He asked me what my salary, like what my requirements were, blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, he's, you know, I guess looking at my LinkedIn, obviously looked at the website because again, people like, I guess having a website, not a link tree, not a hub spot or whatever, a fucking website. I have a mm-hmm. website, ladies and gentlemen. And he sees that intrigued as a result, he wanted to interview me. I'm like, bet, let's go. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you know, you'll interview with the CEO first. I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. That, that's, that's not what I, I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to interview with you, right? I thought, you know, he's mm-hmm. a chief operating officer. I, I want to talk to you. He's like, no, you want, you know, you right. talk to the CEO first, blah, blah, blah. CEO and I hit it all. You know, he's asking me questions about like my tattoos and stuff. He's like, oh, like, you know, I guess it's one of those. He's probably one of those CEOs who's like, you know what? I might as well start something of my own so I can have my own identity, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I appreciate uh-huh. that. Yeah. So as a result, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go right now. I'm on like John Legend shit for real. Like, let me go. And yeah, then, you know, I had the interviews, knock those all out and as somebody who I don't interview often, the last time I interviewed was for the job that I had now. I did go to an interview, but it didn't feel like an interview. It felt like a, you got here and we already know you're not the one type of like, mm-hmm. you know, like a filler. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not feeling y'all. Y'all aren't feeling me. Like, let's just like end this. And the best part of like doing interviews when you are working is like the ball's kind of in your field. So for me, interviewing was a little bit easier because for the first time ever, like I didn't have a job that down because I've worked at three law firms. I've only been three places in my professional career and all of them have been mm-hmm. law firms. The first job I got, I basically was like office services and IT, right? Then the second mm-hmm. job, I was IT office manager, all, like the, the floating guy that did everything, right? Then this, you know, yeah. job, it was like, all right, cool. Um, this is a role that I've never done before. I don't know what the fuck this mm-hmm. means, but sure. And surely enough, like I, I got it. I'm happy and grateful about it, but I'm also in year 10 of law and I'm over the shit. I'm at the, you know, I'm at the point yeah. where it's like, you know what? There's nothing more I can give you and there's nothing more you can give me. So let me follow my passion. Finally, I don't want to be that person who's, you know, 45 trying to figure it out. I want to be that person who knows for a fact what I want to do, what I want to have and Obviously, with the inflation and everything, I want to be able to, for the first time in my life, pick my salary without, you know, an agency or a company saying, this is what we can offer you. Like, no, I know what I want. Give me that. And, you know, according to them, I have the tangibles. They're willing to train me. They're bringing somebody in, ironically, that will help for three months to train me on all the things I should know, which I'm very stoked about. I'm, I'm very <laughs> excited to know that all this stuff is going to happen. So mm-hmm. that being said, um, I'm waiting to hear back and I hope that I get this offer at the, what, the end of the month or maybe next month. We'll mm-hmm. see. So 
see. We we shall see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think you you definitely get what you're looking for because uh, you're really putting the time to. First of all, I saw you were getting certificates on LinkedIn. So really yeah. taking advantage of that platform and learning all you can and really applying, like really, okay, just step one out there. So that that's good. And I think, I think it'll work out well for you. I'm, I'm but, thinking um, so because that was yeah. something that I didn't really, I've never paid attention to LinkedIn. So I have mm-hmm. the 30-day trial um, for the LinkedIn premium. Now, I probably won't renew it because there is no benefit outside of the LinkedIn learning, in my personal opinion. But since I'm doing all these certs, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have all these certifications, all Thanksgiving while I'm watching football. You know what I'm doing? Getting certifications. Now, people mm-hmm. will be like, well, hey, you don't have to have all the certifications. All these don't matter. And in my head, I'm like, no, they, they really do. <laughs> and the yeah. reason why is I just want to know that I have all that shit ready to go. So, right. Mm-hmm. I, I've got all the ones that, and what was so interesting is Tom sent me a link for certifications. He was like, oh, like mm-hmm. this is free, this is free. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, it, mm-hmm. you, you want me, like, it felt like they wanted me there automatically. Right. So I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's go for this. And now I'm just holding out hope, hoping that it works. So that's mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But a uh, shout out to Sir Savage out there in the audience. Thank you for tuning in to us. Uh, this is your first time. Hoping to see you back again when we do our next episode. And I see you have a voice note. So let's play your voice note. Hey, guys. Um, I also work in tech. Um, Sam, listen, what do you guys, um, I'm not sure what you guys mean by scamming. I'm not quite sure what you guys mean by that. Oh, we're going to get there. Well, we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, uh, that pretty much leads us into our main event of the show. Uh, basically, if you're on social media today, particularly TikTok, right? Um, so you're on TikTok, you're scrolling around, and all of a sudden you come across a video that says, a day in the life of a digital marketer. Like they sound just like that, right? And it's probably some Taylor Swift-like pop song playing in the background. And, you know, they're just showing their quote-unquote day. But all you see in their quote-unquote day is a trip to the coffee shop. They're probably at the gym on their work campus or at some uh ultra spectacular cafeteria getting a very uh a very big meal but very rarely do you see them actually working so if you're someone who's i would say probably down about your position and wanting to get into tech you're probably going to see them and say oh yeah that's what i want to do But what are they really doing? Also, you're probably seeing something that says how to earn $250,000 in the tech field, probably in cybersecurity with no experience. Really? (laughs) And then they start listing off a bunch of uh, certifications, which, by the way, you actually need experience to get a lot of them. But they don't tell you that in the video. 
therefore misleading you into believing that you can get into tech, make 250000 in like, what, three months and 30 days or something like that? That's a scam. Okay, because they're probably leading you Back. to some link in their bio. And it's probably a link to some courses that they're offering or some sort of boot camp. Now, in, in episode one, we actually went real in deep about boot camps and our dislike for them. <laughs> right? And how uh, Greg almost got, got himself by some boot yes, camps. So we, we you know, no. <laughs> so that's pretty much the purpose of tonight's show. And it all started for me. I was watching YouTube, just looking at different cybersecurity videos just to see what everybody's talking about. And I came across this one YouTube channel by uh, a cat named Textual Chatter. And he's actually a Black dude. He's a um, Black techie himself. So shout out to him. And he was talking to a friend of his who's also in tech. And they were actually talking about this very same thing. And they were telling a story about how they knew someone who was pretty much misled you know, giving the wrong info and getting into tech. And basically what this person did with no tech experience at all, someone told them to go and get a AWS Solutions Architect certification. Now, if you're familiar with AWS Cloud, you would know that's a very advanced degree, I mean, advanced certification to get. So basically you done told this person to go get this high level certification with no experience at all. They have no cloud experience at all. And now they're going on these interviews and no one's hiring them. Why? Because they have no experience. Basically, they just spent all this time, all this money, go, these certifications are not cheap, okay? And now they have nothing to show for it but this piece of paper, okay? And in fact, the term that they used was just a paper certification. Now, you just have a paper certification to go along with your resume. It's not adding up. So, yeah, no one's really being honest about how to really break in. And I know I really saw more of this during the pandemic. Like, it was so much talk of how to get into tech and how you're going to make X amount of dollars. But no one's really telling you, number one, how much you're, how much education you're going to need. Number two, how much time is actually going to take you to even get an interview with a lot of companies. And, you know, how much rejection you're going to have to go through before you even get the job that you say that you want. Right. And also they made a point to actually say that if you're just walking in there with a certification and no experience, the recruiters and interviewers are actually going to be harder on you because, okay, you have this really big certification with no experience. Okay. What do you really know? As opposed to someone like me who had no certification, but went back to school to gain more knowledge for it. And is really displaying a, desire to get into the industry and really grow and learn more. You know what I'm saying? So it's still people taking the easy way out and getting into tech 
there there is no shortcuts. There is no easy way. And it's just really playing on people's situation, um, their desire to change it and get more money. You know what I mean? And At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. That to me is a scam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Oh, I'll, I'll touch on a really brief because uh, the onions kind of stopped bubbling at this point. But um, <laughs> basically... <laughs> the way like I saw it was exactly how people were getting scammed. Like everybody during the pandemic, they're like, Oh, I want to move into tech. Tech is the wave. This is, you know, how you can make $125,000. And I'm like, that sounds, that sounds good. And it's like, it's always a no experience. You just take these trainings. And it hurt me to find out that the stuff was a scam because I'm, I don't mind hearing about scams that happen to white people. But when it's my people scamming each other, mm-hmm. right. it's ridiculous. Like they're having the one that I did was well, the one I was supposed to do, but I didn't do luckily because, you know, Cashley was like, yeah, that's not how this works. It was like a $1,300 course, $1,300. And, you know, it was, it was like three weeks. And all of a sudden this girl was like, oh, yeah, for three weeks, I took these trainings. I took like, you know, six hours a week, did the training. And then next thing you know, I made $185,000. I'm like, there's no fucking way. That's like mm-hmm. me saying, you know what, I'm going to eat Big Macs, but I'm going to lose 150 pounds. Like, that, it's not going to mm-hmm. Like, some, yeah. some things just don't even out. So, what I did was I looked into it, and I also started following the right people on Twitter. Right. And TikTok as well, mm-hmm. because the one good thing about Twitter versus TikTok, you, TikTok, you never really know who the scammers are and who the truth tellers are. Like, some people mm-hmm. are, like, you know, disingenuous. But there are some people who have good intentions on like TikTok, Twitter. They tell you straight out to your face, like, "Oh, this is fucking scam," because I got scammed. And it's like, "Wait, what? You got scammed too?" And it's like, "Yeah, it happened to me, and it will definitely fucking happen to you." So mm-hmm. that being said, when I got when I almost got scammed because I, I almost paid for the course, I was at the fucking checkout bin, and luckily for some reason, like you know, Cashley being the fucking guardian angel that she is. She was like, yeah, Greg, uh, I'm going to send you this link. And I was like, oh, no, that's not what I wanted. That's absolutely not what I wanted. And luckily, you know, I found out a week and a half later that guess what? This person not only was scamming, but they weren't even in the United States. They were living somewhere else. I think they were in, uh, what was it, uh, Barbados or something? They were living in Barbados mm-hmm. telling the people in the U.S. how much money they could make and blah, 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 blah wasn't working for a tech company. They had an address somewhere else, but they also had a P.O. box in the U.S. to make it seem as though they were doing things. Had a PayPal account. And you know something's a scam when mm-hmm. in the cliff notes, they're like, just say family and friends. And it's like, we're not family or friends. Like, this, this is a right. business transaction. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I learned, luckily, before it was too late, that a lot of these people that we think have our best interests, especially in the terms of tech, are absolute fucking liars. So again, mm-hmm. Cashy, thank you for get you know getting me up out of that because I would have been blown yeah. if I found out that I gave someone in Barbados thirteen hundred dollars. 
Listen, and, and that's the thing is like a lot of these boot camps be costing more than a semester in college. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that, you know, that was kind of on the low end. Some kind of go up to like 20,000. You know, I've heard those kinds of crazy numbers as far as like boot camps. But uh, yeah, let's play the next voice note here. Yeah, um, yeah, that is complete. Sorry, I'm gonna get very uh, vulgar here, but that is complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. Um, even if you do take a course or you do sort of enroll in a boot camp and um, you complete it, you're not gonna go straight into making 185k a year. Mm-hmm. There's no way. No, no. You're gonna get an entry level role. That is what's gonna happen, and. Uh, it's going to take you a while to move up the ranks. You're not going to go straight into making 185K a year. And that I, I learned, but even with that being said, there was um, the video that Cassie was talking about today. Like today she sent it to me and the guy put it into a perspective that nobody else has put it in. And mm-hmm. it was of a person who had to start. Like I watched like four of his videos throughout the day. And even when I was coming home, like I was in the car just listening to it. And he was talking about his journey. Like he did the whole getting the certifications and, you know, applying for these jobs that he didn't really know. It was just, you know, he's just applying left and right. And one thing I Mm -hmm. took from it was you don't have to apply for everything. Apply for what you have knowledge of. And that is the one, like for me, I feel like that's the number one rule, especially when it comes to tech. Because a lot of people, even myself, like when I applied for this job as a social media manager, like, yes, you can manage your own social media, but that's your own shit. There's certain things mm-hmm. that I didn't know until I started taking the certifications and doing the trainings and learning this stuff. Like I didn't know about mm-hmm. um, SEMs and SEO. Like I knew about SEOs, but I didn't know the intricacies yeah. of that stuff. So when it comes to like mm-hmm. tech, there are a lot of terminologies that you might have heard, but you don't know there's like a basis behind it. You don't know that you're still working for these companies and they have certain ways they go about things. When the guy in the video, like I watched the full video that you sent, Cashley, and he was like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I worked for, you know, a CEO who, you know, would call me at five o'clock in the morning asking questions. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. that That's different. Like, <laughs> I was not expecting that shit. Um, but when he said these things, I was like, OK, I can understand that from tech because working in a law firm, you see it all the time. But mm-hmm. I just wasn't expecting him to break it down in such a, a brutally honest way. But I'm appreciative that he did, because if he didn't, um, I wouldn't know the other side. So I've been doing my due diligence and watching a whole bunch of his videos and mm-hmm. just learning the research, because like I said before, and I'll say it again, TikTok is a great resource, but there are a lot of fucking liars. There are a lot of mm-hmm. people who will not tell you the truth. Um, with Twitter, I, I'll say it again. There are a lot of people who have been scammed and you can find out from the recent tweets. You can find mm-hmm. out ex- exactly who the, the scammers are and the real people and the fake people and all that shit from Twitter. So just be mindful, especially if you're trying to get into tech like I was. Um, I still want to see that side of tech and learn that side of tech, but there has to be a starting mm-hmm. point. So right. that $185,000 a year sounded good in theory. But for me, it also wasn't practical. So mm-hmm. I'll land there because I know we had another voicemail and I know you had something yeah. else you to say. So I'll be quiet. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. They tried to paint it out as this get rich quick scheme and they do it with 
so many other things as well. Um, like people doing drop shipping, that's a scam. Um, saying, take my course. It's $1,000 and by the end of my course, you'll be earning 90000 a month. Yeah, they pay it out to be this get-rich-quick scheme. So, yeah, uh, that's definitely a big red flag if you do see that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's really interesting because uh, in the video I saw earlier, he gave a really good example. And, and like I said, there, you know, these influencers are telling people to get these very high level certifications, right? Like if you break into tech, you need the CISSP and then like some Google cert. But what they're not telling you is that with no experience, you're not taking those certifications because that's a a qualification in order to be eligible to take it. Like you need at least five years or at least a college degree to knock some of that time off. And then also you'll need someone to vouch for you, more likely a manager, right? So if you if you have no experience, you're not getting to these upper level certifications. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, I mean, let's stop the lies, man. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know. Just yeah, for me, I, I have to say the same thing. Like definitely like find the lie if it sounds too good to be true i can almost guarantee it is um because a mm-hmm. lot of these motherfuckers definitely fucking lie and i, I know i curse a lot so y'all gotta forgive me but yeah like the more i see it like it's slowed down now because of everything that's happening in the tech industry but i also mm-hmm. am learning that there are a lot of people that got you know fired or let go a lot of them mm-hmm. won't tell you they fell for this shit they, they mm-hmm. fell for a lot of the shit that, you know, we were being told or we are, you know, we know now to be a scam. A lot of that shit, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, damn, like, that really was a scam. Um, there are a lot of people who were working at Meta and Twitter, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. including Elon, because I feel like he's a piece of shit, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of people who were working at these companies, and they don't really realize that you you got higher you know, I won't say like a diversity hire, but you're definitely a hire because they were hiring in bulk at the time. There are a lot mm-hmm. there were a lot of companies that you know are doing layoffs now or you know layoffs you know in the future mm-hmm. because they realize that you know what they don't really know what the fuck there are some not all but there were a lot of these people who didn't know a fucking thing about what they were doing. They got the certification, they applied for Meta, they applied for like whatever's like service provider and they got that role. The issue is they were just not that fucking good. And some, like mm-hmm. I'll say if like, what was the layoff? It was like, like Amazon, for example, they're talking about the laying off 10,000 people. I can almost guarantee 150 of those people did not know what the fuck they were doing. They were there mm-hmm. because they got hired during the pandemic. Now somebody might feel mm-hmm. away that I'm telling the truth, but that's exactly what it is. Like for me, think about it. My job now, I had not a single fucking clue about how to be an assistant paralegal. Did I lie on my resume? Absolutely not. They gave me a chance. So I had to learn that shit from within. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, like, you know, we're talking about, they went and got that certification and felt like that was the end all be all. And just like homeboy mm-hmm. said in the video, yeah, you have a certification, but the reason why they can't hire you is because you have no experience outside of that. You just say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I sat there for 16 hours. I took this test, they gave me a certification, and now I know what the fuck I'm talking right. about. And the answer to that is absolutely not, and you're a liar. So 
mm-hmm. you know, just knowing that for the future for me, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to skip out on that. I'm going to, you know, still learn while working, which I think a lot of people right. should do. You should definitely go and get your certifications and definitely do the trainings and stuff. But ask these companies, like if they're paying for these trainings, a lot of them now or in 2023, I get it. Like it's the end of the year. They're trying to get stuff off the books. They want to make sure that they don't have to pay people. That, that's the honest mm-hmm. to God truth. They just do not want to pay a fucking a single soul. So what I would suggest is just to tell people to go and ask these companies if they're hiring for one and two, are they training? Because a lot of them will train you. I mean, the job that I'm trying to get, they're talking about bringing somebody on in order to train me. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they know what they want because each company does. Right. I've, I've applied to a lot of jobs that they don't know what the fuck they want. They want somebody with five right. to seven years of experience for a job that they've never done for your company. They just want five to seven mm-hmm. years of experience. It's like, in what? Excel? Like, yeah, everybody right. knows how to do fucking Excel, but how do you do Excel? Do you do Excel differently? Do you do, mm-hmm. like, PowerPoints differently? Do you do social media differently? Because everybody doesn't use Hootsuite or Buffer. Some people don't mm-hmm. use, you know, Google Analytics. Like, it, it's all interpretive, but, you know, with the tech industry, be it the way it is now, a lot of people kind of discouraged about applying. I would say keep fucking applying. And if you've never been in the tech space, I would start at, like she had said, entry level jobs. You don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, automatically go in to the ninety to a hundred thousand dollar job. Go right. get that, you know, while you're working for that company, get all that information, get all them trainings, go to those fucking meetings for a year or two, and you know what? Now you have the training. You don't even need the certification. Mm-hmm. You could just say you do that shit. Mm-hmm. And then when you right. say you do that shit, guess you know what they're gonna do? They're going to give you the $100,000 because like Cashley said, like you learn, like you don't have to go and spend, you know, three, $4,000 on a cert, you know, on a cert or a class and some shit like that. Sometimes you could just literally sit behind somebody at a desk and be like, Hey, you want to train me on this for a week? And I can guarantee between Monday and Friday, you'll learn more than, you know, from that one person than you did spending that $10,000. So I'll land with that. Yeah, and, and I just want to say this one last thing before I land. You know, there are companies that are willing to take chances on people. You know, it's just a matter of really researching your company, seeing what they offer as far as like entry level things, because there are folks that are willing to train, you know, so just look beyond the TikToks and really just be realistic and do your research. Um, okay, so we have another voice note. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Get into an entry level role, definitely. I mean, it might not be the 100K a year, whatever the hell those influencers are saying on social media. It might not be that, but that will definitely come in the future if you just keep at it and you just level up as you go. It's definitely going to come. So, um, yeah, an entry level role might not be what you want, but don't get scammed. <laughs> don't get scammed. Yeah. Oh, definitely. absolutely. You would be surprised how many people I know that are discouraged about entry-level jobs, but some shit they've never done before, just because it says mm-hmm. entry-level. Me, I'm starting technically where I'm, you know, hoping to go as entry-level. I even told them, I was like, oh, like the salary that you're trying to, you know, start me at, like that, that's fine. I'm sure most social media managers, like somewhere else, 
would get like, say in like California, they get like 95 to 110,000, which is cool. My issue though is this is my first role here. Also, right. DC isn't known to have a lot of social media presence. We don't have the Facebook headquarter, the Apple headquarter, the Google headquarter. Mm-hmm. So you have to get in where you fit in. However, I know I can use that as leverage to go anywhere else. Because once you do get into tech, the sky's the fucking limit. Everybody I know who says yeah. that, they meet, they literally say that they're like, sky's the limit once you get here. Like it's easy mm-hmm. at that point. Once you get the role and you start making those connections, hanging out at happy hours, going to little socials and stuff like that. Like I didn't even mm-hmm. realize this. I've never been at a job where there was like a black group of like creative thinkers, like, you know, IT people, mm-hmm. tech people. When I looked at the Twitter layoffs, like people weren't mad at being fired from Twitter. People were mad because of the connections they had with people. Like the Blackbirds of Twitter and stuff. Like I didn't even realize Twitter had a fucking mm-hmm. black group of like people who worked there called the Blackbirds. And it was a group of, you know, wow. black, you know, enthusiasts of tech and people who worked at Twitter and stuff like that. And you know, in my head, I'm like, yo, how the fuck did I miss this? Where was I at? <laughs> like, if I'd have knew this shit fucking eight, nine years ago, like I wouldn't have just been tweeting the tweet. I'd have been applying. I would have probably moved yeah. somewhere where there was a Twitter office. And obviously a lot of these jobs, like anywhere else, the government and whatnot they kind of hold those jobs for people within. And I appreciate that because Mm -hmm. it's like, you know what? You know, you can grow from within in a company, which I think is kind of cool. I think it's kind of dope. However, for me, I was just like, I want to be a part of that before it's too late. Before, in my Mm -hmm. personal opinion, the tech bubble burst. Now, a lot of people are thinking that it burst now. I'm like, no, it's just resetting. Every 10 years, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have, in my personal opinion, you have to have a job reset. I'm at year 10 in law. It's time for a job reset. We aren't in, I'm sorry, we aren't conditioned to be like our parents where we stay at a job for, you know, 15, 20, 30 years. There are a lot of companies that, you know, say, for example, you started at Facebook in 2000, right? They Mm -hmm. fired you because they wanted you out. They didn't fire you because you couldn't do your job. It's like, you you have nothing else to offer. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize that stuff. So, you know, for me, I've learned thanks to places like the, you know, the tech layoffs and stuff like that, that, you know what, sometimes it's okay to have a reset when it comes to work. But that reset means that you're not starting at the bottom. You're starting with all the knowledge that you've applied everywhere else and adding more to that from this new role. Once I looked at it Mm -hmm. that way, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this, this should be easy. So I'm hoping people take that, you know, and take heed to that because I didn't before. I was always discouraged. I'm like, dang, Greg, like, you, know, you wasted 10 years in law. You could have been, you know, making a hundred something thousand dollars. And I'm like, yeah, but I wouldn't have been happy then. I wouldn't have been happy mm-hmm. at that point in life. I'd be like, damn, I'm, you know, Greg, the guy who, you know, I've been working, you know, for Twitter, but I'm, can you imagine, Greg, like me working at Twitter when I was tweeting the way that I was? Like, right. I would have probably been fired because mm-hmm. there's no fucking way. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, no. Like, yeah, this is not going to work for us. (laughs) We have to, we have to let you go somewhere else. But now that I've grown up, like, and I I say that, like, honestly, like I have grown up. So I just hope that a lot of people who are trying to get into tech aren't as discouraged as I was when they saw the salaries and all the, Hey, you have to know Python and all this. I'm like, if you don't know it, learn it, but have them pay you while you're learning it. Get your foot in that door. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of these companies that are hiring just, you know, regular like roles, desk jobs, admin, stuff like that, that I never knew about. Like TikTok right now. 
like they have admin jobs. I was I was getting pissed off because I'm like all the jobs I want for TikTok. They're like, okay, you have to know Python and was it SQY or some shit like that? Like all these terms, I had uh-huh. no fucking clue what they were. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? I don't know what it is. And then somebody who worked at TikTok uh, posts on LinkedIn. It's like, yeah, a lot of people think like tech is just for tech jobs. They're like half the jobs that are at TikTok, the people make more money doing the admin roles and stuff like that. And I was like, there's no fucking way. And then I looked at the salaries. People are making literally $117,000 being an executive assistant for TikTok. Mm. Uh, $117,000. Wow. That is ridiculous. So, yeah, just, you know, take it in stride. Obviously, you know, do the research, you know, go mm-hmm. glass door. Um, and then there's these apps, too. I learned about, um, God, like Discord, obviously, but there's an app. It's on the tip of my fishbowl. Fucking fishbowl. Um, mm-hmm. Fishbowl is an app that I learned about because of the layo- the layoffs where these companies, tech companies exclusive, are not only posting the salaries, they're talking about the culture of the work and everything. I was like, oh, this is what I needed. This is what I thought that glass door was supposed to be. And it wasn't. So in my personal opinion, definitely try that because, boy, there's so <laughs> there's so many things that I have to look forward to in tech. I just don't want mm-hmm. other people to be discouraged. But if you do right. want to be discouraged, be discouraged while I'm applying for these jobs so you can miss out. That way I can have them. So I, I'm going <laughs> to leave that there. Yeah. But um, just one final parting word before we get out of here. Um, and it's just in life in general. What you put in is what you get out. If you trying to take a shortcut, you're going to get shorted. So just really keep that in mind when trying to get to tech or even trying to get through life. That's just a life lesson. But uh, any final parting words from you, Greg? Yeah. Uh, wish me luck on this job. That's number one. Hope, hoping yeah. that I get it. Um, and secondly, um, Elon, please do not ruin my favorite app because you decided that you wanted to be a dickhead. Please. Yo, do we, we got to talk about this next episode. Like, we, we gotta will, talk about it. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I, I was like, you know what? Maybe we should talk about it tonight. And I was like, you know what? He's gonna do something worse. Um, I think, you know, just a little like cliff, you know, a cliff note into next episode. I feel like he's gonna mm-hmm. reinstate Trump probably by Saturday. And then, um, with everything going on with the, the shutting off the Twitter blue and shutting it back on and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I wanna see what happens, but like right before Thanksgiving because he canceled the the twitter thing for developers who are mm-hmm. like the people who make the third party apps and you know develop the code and stuff for it they canceled right. it the day before so people had tickets for it from different countries and continents and stuff like that and not only did he cancel it he sent a three sentence par- uh three sentence paragraph about it didn't sign his name just put twitter mm. just twitter mm. so yeah the thing is it's going to get so much worse but i want to have like a timeline of everything right. he does between now and the next episode. So that, that's what I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to for the next episode, just to let you guys know this week in Elon, because it, it it's going to be a doozy for sure. Well, you are Greg the Seer, so I, I, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I believe yeah, let, you. Let's, let's not talk about that. I know people are like, oh, Greg is right. You know, I, hate, I hate it now because, like, shit, like, <laughs> now it's making me feel like a prophet when I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this was a good episode we, I can't yes, to, we have to yes. do it next week 
we'll do it next yes. week. Was it next Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Right before Thanksgiving, yep. we'll have a Thanksgiving episode, and then people yep. can go and enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. yep. Well, we'll end it all there. Thank you to everyone who listened. Um, thank you, uh, Savage, for engaging, listening in, sending in the voice notes, and um, stay tuned for the next episode, y'all. Peace. We out. Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.